I'm, I'm George Santos, and I'm here with We Are Not Journalists. Previously on We Are Not Journalists. The Democrats are shipping 100 gallons of adrenochrome by train, and we're going to steal it. Walter, to pull a job like this off, we're going to need a real piece of shit on our team. Someone with their head so far up their ass they can't even see straight. Thank you for calling the Central Texas office of U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Damn it, Ted Cruz! Stop peeing your pants! We're gonna get out of this! I can't help our regulatory system. The adrenochrome is in here! Oh my god. What? Walter, what? These are just fully formed second trimester babies. We're gonna get canceled for this. God damn it, Ted Cruz! Stop shitting yourself! I can't. The system breaks. The risk is far more substantial. Welcome back to We Are Not Journalists. I'm Maximilian Clark. I'm Walter Masterson. Whew! Man, that was that was exciting last week. That was a good time. Wait, Max, what was that? That was the previous one, yeah. That was, you know, get people in the mood to pick up on our but, but adventures. That, whose voice was that? Oh, uh, that wasn't my voice. Well, it kind of was. You see, I knew you wouldn't like that, so I made an AI soundboard with your voice. I can get to say anything. Max, I just want you to know that I love you and I consider you to be like a brother to me. See? Magic. Okay, first of all, delete that. Oh. Secondly, never play that again. Yeah, I just thought that m- maybe it'd be good to hear it out loud. And no. Maybe it wouldn't. All right. Now, as your punishment... Introduce the news. Okay, Dad. I mean, Walter. Walter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, um, can we go fishing if we do this? No, no, no. All right. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So, southern border, southern border, southern border. border. Yeah, southern, southern border. border. Right, did, yeah. did you hear that there was a crisis at the southern border? Hmm. It, yeah. If you own a television, you might have heard that there have been a wave of migrants crossing the border. And so the folks in the Senate decided to actually do their job for once and create bipartisan legislation that would increase the number of agents available for asylum seekers to process them faster, expand detention facilities to uh, make space to house families humanely, and also increase funding for border patrol and cut down the number of accepted migrants, which is a concession to the Republicans. It took months. And there's also like $650 million for going towards a wall. To repair the wall, yeah, $650 million, keep in mind, is about what they spend on the NEA, which is basically nothing. Yeah. In government terms, it's less than they spend on paperclips. Um, but it looks good for everyone, and yeah. everyone was happy. And so Trump heard that people were happy and decided to Ooh. ruin it for everyone. This is CBS's Scott McFarland. Nobody's uh, uh, shrinking from the reality here. Donald Trump says he doesn't want it. The likely Republican nominee says he doesn't want it. It makes it nearly impossible for some of these Republicans to back the bill and not worry about getting outflanked in their primaries. It's a reminder, John, primaries, including in the state of California, they're just weeks away. I believe we have the exact quote here from uh, former President Trump. Uh, He said, I don't care how many zoos you have to call. I'm going to fuck a silverback gorilla. It's the only thing that makes me feel like a man. Oh, I'm sorry. That's definitely the wrong quote. Uh, oh, no, never mind. Uh, makes me feel like a man. I miss Jeff Epstein. Uh, has anyone seen my daughter? Man, what a... Uh, also, what the hell are you doing helping Joe Biden fix the border? You guys work for me. 
Wait, is that illegal for me to say? I don't care. I'll say it anyways. You work for me. Oh, wait, because he needs that to run. Yes. Republicans were being forced to sink a bill that they helped write to solve a problem that they are more likely to be suffering from. And that they're the ones complaining about all, all the time. Yes. Republicans live along border states and they wanted this bill, but they didn't want it from this president. Yeah. And this didn't sit well with GOP senator from the state of Oklahoma, a Baptist minister who is pro-life and an election denier, James Langford. Heard here on the Senate floor, sacrificing himself into a volcano. <laughs> Some of them have been very clear with me. They have political differences with the bill. They say it's the wrong time to solve the problem or let the presidential election solve this problem. In fact, I had a popular commentator four weeks ago that I talked to that told me flat out before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content, none, nothing was out at that point, that told me flat out, if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you. Because I do not want you to solve this during the presidential election. By the way, they have been faithful to their promise. <coughs> and have done everything they can to destroy me. But if it's such a big problem, why did the GOP sink it? Well, I was confused too. That's why we brought in GOP strategist and congressional handholder, Malter Wasserson. Oh, right, let's, 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 let's talk to him. So Malter Wasterson, uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, and so uh, this is this bill here, it was going to solve a lot of problems with the border crisis. And it was going to do a lot of things that, you know, the Democrats' constituents, you know, their base really didn't want. It's going to alienate a lot of things. So why did the GOP sink it? We've come under fire for torpedoing legislation because we want to make America, quote unquote, worse for Americans because it's an election year and we don't want Biden to take credit for anything. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. You see, the thing is, the bill made some people unhappy, but were they unhappy enough? What parts of the bill did you not like? They overlooked a lot of key provisions in the mega bill that we have written for the 2025 term, which obviously in our first draft- Do you want to talk about that? Closed borders, Iron wall a thousand feet high across both borders. Yeah. Let's, I don't trust those Canadians either. But also, and this is something that like Democrats say we don't negotiate. We negotiated because our original plan was to take existing migrants within the United States and launch them into the sun. But after talking to- I'm sorry, what? Uh, to take the migrants who have already settled in America and to launch them directly into the sun. It's a star at the center of our solar system. Yeah, no, I, and actually, I actually heard you. Uh, yeah, well, it's just, but but we talked to NASA, and they said that it would take about $68.2 trillion to make that happen. And we are a fiscally conservative party. We believe in responsible government spending. So instead, our compromise bill is simply to shoot those migrants out of a cannon. Well, like the, like the circus cannons? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, we prefer it to be in the sea, but we understand that there's many states that are landlocked and that's not an option. And we believe in states' rights. So wherever those migrants end up, as long as they have traveled uh, out of a cannon. It usually takes you like a few hundred feet. For us, it's more about crushing the spirit 
there's still some talk about the American dream and how a migrant could come here and found a small business and pay taxes and raise a family, send money home to Ter- home country. Terrible. Yeah, and we, we really want to stamp that out. And we think the canon thing is really the way to go. Besides, we can get those super cheap. Uh, a lot of us in red states actually have a lot of defunct circuses and state fairs that have them already, uh, assuming this passes January 1st, which is our plan. Wow. Uh, thank you, uh, Malter Wasterson. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Republican uh, GOP strategist and uh, handholder. Fear everything and everybody except for the oil lobby. Hail Satan. Oh, wait, not that last part. Praise God. So, wow, Max, that was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Huh. huh. That was so. Well, I mean, I understand why they didn't like this compromise bill. It definitely didn't go far enough. It didn't, yeah, the cannon thing. It wasn't in there at all. I don't even think that was in the draft. wasn't mean enough. Yeah, that, that's what it seems like. You know, it's, it's unpopular to do, do good things when the other party has the White House. And if the GOP was worried that without the migrant crisis, they'd be in trouble this year, I think they're right. Especially after this week's special election to replace George Santos went to Democrat Tom Swazi. Okay, so okay, so this was a district that was a D plus eight district. So Swazi left, and then it became an R plus eight district. Right. And uh, yeah, look, now it's back. Now it's a D plus eight. Wait, I just want to spend some time. I don't think we dragged the Democrat who ran against George Santos and lost enough. Well, Walter, that election wasn't his fault. I mean, he was only in a D plus eight district. What did you expect him to do running against a man like George Santos? I expected him to look up where the guy went to high school when his mother died whether or not he was Jewish, how many puppies he stole, just anything. I mean, good God. The more I heard about George Santos, it was like every day something new. The angrier I got at the person who lost to him. I was like, you, like we're finding this out post-election? I was mad at just the media, at his opponent. I was like, did any of you bother to do your jobs for a second People on on Twitter were finding this out. <laughs> yeah, but Walter, I mean, like, what did you expect the man to do? A Google search? One yeah, yeah. Google search? <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I listen, I mean, you know, the Democratic, the party line here is that he lost to Santos because he was too woke. Yes. Really. And that, yeah. was, that was it. It wasn't, you know, because he just literally stayed home and then, like, looked at the polls and was like, well, what happened? Right. And sure enough, Swazi came back and it was just all he had to say was, hey, remember me? Yeah. And, and, and besides this, it was still a very up and down week for the GOP, because despite not wanting to do anything about the border, they were really mad that no one was doing anything about the border. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Why isn't anyone doing anything about the border? They, they had a whole bill. They could have just done it. Yeah, I love how they're like, oh, this is a Democratic bill. We're not... And then Lankford's like, what are you talking about? I'm a Southern Baptist minister that su- stood next to Ted Cruz and supported election denial. Everyone's like, Rhino. And Lankford's like, what are you talking about? I'm a terrible person. Nope, like, not good uh, enough. Yeah, not good like, enough. He broke like, the party I, line once I know. <laughs> into the shed, Lankford. We'll see you in two years when you lose your primary to someone who thinks that trans people are making robots to hunt straight kids for sport. <laughs> Imagine him at the debate. He's like, what are you talking about? I hate trans people, too. He's like, 
and they're like, oh, what do you think about the trans robots? And he's like, that's not a real AI. thing. He's like, what, 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 no. And they're like, huh, huh, look at this. Rhino. 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 Anyway, Republicans have been really <laughs> mad about the border. And since Democrats like Lankford try to stop them from passing legislation, they decided to go after a bigger target in sort of an up and down kind of way this week. Because they also failed on a big effort in the House to impeach our Homeland Security Director. Oh, so, okay, so they torpedoed the immigration bill because uh, Trump said Trump, that it would right. it would, And then him. they started impeachment against the Homeland Security Director, Mayorkas, for not doing anything about immigration. Uh, but yeah, and they really thought they had it. It was going to be a close vote all the way through. Um, but apparently the Democrats have a trick up their sleeves. Ooh, you hear about this? Ooh, they go lace in the... Uh. Yeah, well, listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, well, we can basically look like, look at this as a game, unfortunately, and their strategy. And they hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute, uh, watching to see our votes. Um, trying to throw us off on the numbers that we had versus the numbers they had. So, yeah, that was a strategy at play tonight. So, like, one of these, like, hidden Democrats that yeah. we didn't even know. What's... You know, it's a, it's a classic hidden Democrat trick. Okay. So they, moved, so, they moved the vote up to impeach Mayorkas, and they moved it to a time where they knew that Green was going to be in the hospital having surgery. Al Green. Not that Al Green. A Democrat from Texas, 74, who's in the hospital. He literally showed up to the vote in a wheelchair to cast his no vote. And that surprised the GOP who thought they had it. That's really like, it's not fair. Like he was supposed to be in the hospital. Like who gives who gives him the right to vote? Uh, voters, uh, you see, because he's an elected official. And so uh, that's kind of his job is to vote on this. <laughs> okay, things. but uh, who, who, made that, who made that law? It's uh, actually in the constitution. Okay, and who uh, wrote this Constitution thing? James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, Alexander Hamilton. Okay, and uh, where'd they get that idea from? John Locke, I guess, wrote a treatise on the natural rights of man that was very inspiring to a lot of our founding fathers. Okay, and where'd he get that from? Aristotle in the Athenian democracy that was based on a constitutional representative democracy. Oh, okay. Ancient Greece, huh? Yep. I don't think it goes any further back than that. <laughs> Sounds like Jack Posobiec was right. There's an ancient cabal of gay men trying to attack our democracy to protect Homeland Security Director Mayorkas, who's also Greek. It makes so much sense when you think about it. Uh, actually, his family's from Cuba. Uh, he's Ashkenazi, so there's some like Polish lead in. I think that's where Mayorkas comes from. Okay, so the GOP has a chance. Well, no, Hit him again! Well, actually, as it turns out, a couple days ago, the GOP did just that, and and since they had their senior Republican also out of the hospital, they were able to do it. They impeached him by one vote. This is historic, Max. This is the first time a sitting cabinet member has ever been impeached in U.S. history. What happens now? Oh, nothing. It goes to the Senate, where the Democratic majority would have to vote to impeach him. They have to do a trial, like they did with... Uh, Biden and Trump, so they're just going to find him not guilty, and nothing will happen. <sighs> so all of this was just for show. A, another historic first for a Congress that's been so productive that their top legislation out of five bills passed 
has been allowing states to print electronic stamps for mail. I mean, Max, come on. They only got, what, you know, five bills passed in, since uh, the start of January. I mean, that's normal, right? I mean, it's just one month. Last year, Congress passed 39 bills. Oh, for the year? Yeah. So this is normal, Max. In the first week of January. Okay. Speaking of Jack Posobiec, re- remember last week when we talked about him warning us that Taylor Swift was convincing progressives to care about abortions? Yeah. Apparently, this is a big deal for some people. I remember when I heard about the abortion issue for the first time. Four, four weeks four ago. Weeks, four, four weeks, weeks ago. Four weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Walter! You'll never guess what Taylor Swift just said. Taylor Swift? You mean Jake Gyllenhaal's ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Wait, is he okay? Yeah, yeah, you know, he's fine. I checked. Apparently, Taylor Swift says that we should care about something called abortion? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sounds fake, but uh, let's look it up. Yeah. All right. It's a a medical thing. It's like a a surgery or something. Yeah, seems like this should be between like a woman and her doctor. doctor. Yeah. So, uh, all right. No, but no. But these these people say no. It should be a federal it's, law. It's, it's like politicized. That's, really. That's weird. Okay. Huh. Wow. And they're they're having a whole march about this in D.C. To oh. About. Yeah. It's called it's a, the March for Life. Yeah, we should go. We we like life. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like life, right? Like these these yeah. guys are pro-life. Oh my God. We're gonna fit in just fine. This will be great. Oh my god, that's okay. Well, let's uh, check it out. In the meantime, let's do a little research. Ask your wife. I'll ask my girlfriend. Yeah, see if they've heard of abortion. (laughs) (laughs) Man, what a what a wild four weeks since then. Uh, We learned a lot. We talked to a lot of people, and I feel a lot better educated. And honey, if you're still listening to the show i know you don't want to hear from me but maybe we could sit down and talk i now know what it is and understand why you were so angry yeah he loves you just you know come come back move back in i love you so much and uh to my little special honey there i really want to thank my girlfriend for teaching me uh how menstruation works oh i've wondered about that i was like you know heard about it i was like all right it sounds like a conspiracy but S- sounded icky is it yeah icky? yeah it was you know i don't want to have it was an awkward Wait, conversation Walter, is it possible that we as white cis men live in a bubble <laughs> okay <laughs> no i know i heard it coming out i mean we have the internet <laughs> yeah it's true anywho we went to the march for life and i gotta say not as happy as i thought yeah i i I went there thinking they cared about life. I th- I th- yeah, but I thought it would be like Burning Man. Like, hey, YOLO, mm. you only live once. You know, get out there, experiment yeah. with drugs. Wasn't. Yeah. If I would say opposite. Yeah, and I was actually, I went there. I thought, all right, well, they're very, they like Jesus and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let me read the Bible. Oh, man, those guys should love the Bible, especially the way that you read it. Uh, and I guess we'll see how that goes after this break. Now, as promised, we went to the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and Walter, out of the goodness of his heart, decided to serenade them with some Bible verses. Here's how that went. 
I'm at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. I'm going to join the march and show some support. I don't know why they're so upset. I'm just I'm reading the Bible. Come, let us make our father drink wine and let us lie with him that we may preserve our family through our father. So they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father. And he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. On the following day, the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. Then you can go in and lie with him. So Judah told his second son, Onan, Go and have sex with your brother's widow. It's your job to continue the family's lineage. Onan knew that any child wouldn't really be his own. So whenever he slept with his sister-in-law, he pulled out and wasted his seed. This upset God, so he killed Onan as well. But I'm reading the Bible. I don't know why they're so upset. I'm just I'm reading the Bible. The Lord tried to kill Moses. But Zipporah used to sharpen stone and cut off their son's foreskin and rubbed the bloody ring on Moses' feet, saying, you are now my bridegroom. If a slave owner beats a slave, male or female, with a stick so severely that the slave dies immediately, the owner should be punished. However, if the slave survives a day or two, he should get back to work. The slave is the owner's property. Bible. What version? What, what version? I'm reading the Bible. There's only one version. There's only one God as a God of Jesus. And you're reading the Old Testament. Oh my God. You're right. The Old Testament should be completely irrelevant. You're, you know what? I totally agree with you. Thank you very much. I didn't say that. Okay, you didn't say that. Then. Lord. That's right, sports fans. These assholes went back down to the March for Life in D.C. Yeah. Woo! The March for Life, if you haven't heard of it, is a gigantic gathering of church groups, pedophiles, Christo-fascists, and white nationalists all coming together for one reason, to shove Dobbs down your throat. Yeah, the small government people that want hands off their bodies are, you get it. Yeah, yeah, I think they they're familiar with the hypocrisy yeah. surrounding the pro yeah, but um, yeah, um, after Dobbs, they've been really emboldened. They're really pushing for a federal abortion ban. And honestly, I always go down with the intent of understanding them better, seeing what they're all about, reaching out. And Walter goes out. To yeah, yeah, I you know I so Max, you know what? I don't want to make it seem like they hate the Bible. And that they're selective about the parts of the Bible that they like and want to listen to. Because I did find a part of the Bible that they actually liked. Let's play that. Great. The Lord is furious with all the nations and their armies. So he will destroy them, delivering them to slaughter. The dead will be piled on top of the mountains and the smell of death will come down from their rotting corpses as rivers of their blood flow down hell. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. The unicorns will be slaughtered with them, and the land will be soaked with their blood and fat. The day of God's vengeance. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want to point out that this edition of the Bible, this is the Awkward Moments Bible by... Um, uh, Awkward know. Moments Children's Bible, Volume 1. There's a Volume 2, but I can't... This is, uh, you have Volume 1 and 3? I have Volume 1 and 3. I couldn't find 2. Huh. You know what? Anyways, this is an illustrated account of the worst parts of the Bible, and Walter loves bringing it to these events. Just to remind people that, like, they can find some random quote in Leviticus that supports their nonsense. 
but they can find some random quote that for them is like, well, this is God speaking to us. Yeah, so look, you can. Look so it up. Walter can bring this book. Yeah, it's I, I love bringing this book. It's written by Horace Gilgamesh. It's available online. Yeah, it's you know there's the King James edition written, and then there's the <laughs> Horace Gilgamesh edition where he just illustrates the King James edition. Yeah, and if people accept the King James Bible despite being translated sixteen hundred years after the birth of Christ. I guess this one counts too, right? <laughs> Yeah. Basically, like, like, if King James is okay, this is okay. Yeah. Understand history? Do you understand that it was actually terrible to be a woman at that time? A woman who was raped. She would be murdered. She would be cast out. Wow. So That's like, the only way to keep her alive if her father agreed to the man. Her if babies, a woman is raped, should, should she be forced to give birth? Should she be forced to carry it to term? Yes. You're making a great point. I'm not saying, I, I, I'm not I think you're forced. You are so close to getting it right now. I, I want to. I really commend you. I, I thank you for that. You know, and Walter wanted to do some good at this by reading the Bible and bringing them closer to God. I realized that these are a lot of young folks being up there. A lot of church groups came up. And surprisingly, these kids are way behind when it comes to just basic sexual education. Yeah, no, that that's that was a little surprising. Like a lot of them have do not know anything about safe sex because they're only or taught absent bodies. Right. Just, just yeah, you could go down the list of what they yeah. Right. So I decided to go out and give a little sex ed demonstration. We brought the podium. We oh, brought yeah. some bananas, some condoms. If you are unable to prevent having sex with someone. It is important to know what to do to prevent pregnancy. For the purposes of this demonstration, we will be abusing this piece of fruit. I apologize. Um, but in areas where they do abstinence only, the teen pregnancy rate is three times higher, and thus the abortion rate is higher. You don't want abortions, so comprehensive sex education. Make sure that you leave a little space at the end. Without this little tip, it is possible the condom will break and result in an unwanted pregnancy. Again, of course, abstinence is the number one way to prevent pregnancy. But if it's unavoidable, like if they're really, really, really attractive and you can't help yourself, this is second best. But legitimately, like we were there and we were doing it for like 15, 20 minutes. And obviously it was a gag for us. But there were a good 20 kids passing by and just walking really slowly past as I was demonstrating the condom thing. And they were just like, uh-huh. Here's the thing. Like I had progressive sex ed. What is that? It's like in you know where they start very small and then they expand it every year. So in fifth grade, it was just you know basic birds and the bees. This is stuff. where babies come from. Yeah, it was you know and like basically teaching us not to giggle, like when you hear penis. <laughs> yeah, right. Ba- that's yeah. <laughs> sorry, I almost got it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then sixth grade, you know. It talked about puberty, like some of you might be going through puberty. This is what it's going to feel like and, you know, all that. And, and then seventh grade was expanded. Of They talk about abstinence or here's this, here's, you know, what to do. And then it, it kept expanding every year. They talked about more every year and it was fine. Yeah. However, if you describe the progressive sex ed that I had. Well, by I, I, like, like, as a Republican, grooming, what I'd say is like. They are teaching our fifth graders how to have anal sex with each yeah, other. Like they're just like throwing us all in a room, be like, "All right, yeah, like all you know, take some beta blockers and cut your genitals off." Right. Which is, join the swim team. This is literally what 
elected officials are saying is being taught to our kids. And they forget that it's like it's almost as if you trust experts who have a focus on teaching children about this stuff, who have gotten their PhD in this to design curriculums. They'll do it in a responsible way that makes sense for the child's developmental. No, no, you need homeschooling. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way. These events are very well attended. They really get the whole pro-life movement on a bus and get them out to D.C. to show up in mass. And you get a very strong mix of Christo-fascists and just sweet little 17-year-olds who just grew up in the church. And they're just here because it's their church group and they want to protect babies. And uh, some people really deserve our trolling and some people deserve our understanding. And, you know. You got to navigate. You got to navigate it. Some people are like, okay, you know what? I'm willing to have a conversation with you. Let's talk this out. And then there's then there's this guy. There's like Bo Diddle. Fine God, don't have sex until marriage. What if you're like, your God doesn't care about whether or not you're married or not? Well, he's not my God. He's our God. There's only one God. His name's Jesus Christ. Islam, Judaism. Islam follows false gods. There's only one God. His name's Jesus Christ. It's the God of Christianity. Everyone else is going to hell. Yes. What if you're Jewish? You don't believe in hell. Well, you're still going to hell. I mean, speaking of the Bible, like, that's, like, when we posted that video, the comment section lit up with everyone saying, they're they're all Abrahamic gods. Like It's it's, the same God. It's the same God. Like, what is wrong with you? Well, you know, a lot of Christians sort of believe in their heart that if you don't accept the Messiah and you believe in the same God, the God's like, what the hell? You didn't like it when I was a dude for a second? Yeah. You're going to hell. By the way, I invented a hell just to put you in there. Um, But, you know, just to understand that there wasn't any hard feelings, we understand that a lot of Republicans believe that a baby is a big responsibility. And if you accept the risk for that responsibility, Mm. you have to follow through with the consequences. Mm. And so we went down with a sack of little baby dolls and we made sure that no way it's Bo Diddley. Bo Diddle. Bo Diddle. Yeah. No. Yes. All right. And we made sure that Bo Diddle got one. Yes. Thank you. Just before you go, uh, we've been giving this to people we've talked to. Yeah. I like that. All right. I'll be honest with you. I have my hands full. But give this to someone who wants it more. I, I mean, if you didn't want it, why'd you take it? Because it's nice. Yeah, I know. But it's, I mean, it's your responsibility. These kids, they take a baby before they're ready for it, and then they gripe about it. I don't get it. So... Just for some follow-up, you know, we had that conversation with Bo Diddle. And he took the baby. And he took the baby. And we saw him literally four weeks later when he got <laughs> us thrown out of CPAC. God, I, I like, I am, I, we do, th- we see enough people that he came up to me and was like, remember me as he did it. And I was like, I understand why you got you're nervous mad. you got like you're, like you're, like because because i had no idea yeah, who he got was nervous i had like you're like at a party you know like, at a party, I, I, like I was like i'm supposed to remember your name i'm so sorry I mean, I mean from from the tone i understood the way in which we had an interaction but like the circumstances i was like could have been anyone <laughs> over the last three years and and like i just watched as his face fell and he's just like no from from the, like a few weeks ago from, bro from the march for life i was right <laughs> Was wearing pajamas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, so he threw us, he got us thrown out of CPAC. But, you know. But we, we were able to follow, to follow up, up about the baby. I don't think he liked the baby. I don't, I don't think, think he liked, liked the baby. I don't think he liked the baby. Do you still have the baby? You, you aborted it! 
He aborted the baby we gave him. These kids, they take a baby and they're not ready. They dump it the first dumpster. These kids these days. I think a lot of times when people watch our videos, some think that we're unnecessarily cruel to folks. And it's important to understand that there are some genuinely well-intentioned people at these events. When we go to QAnon, not so much. But here, there are. There are people that mean well. And we don't like to do the hard trolls yeah. for those people. But there's are a lot of people that don't mean well, that do have bad intentions, that are doing this at women rather than just because of whatever moral beliefs they have. And it's important to be able to spot the mm. difference. Yes, there are some people that you talk to them and you're going like, oh my God, you actually genuinely care about humanity. And you talk to other people and they're like just this NPC of, you know, like libertarian nonsense. No opinions. There's there's just like this debating strategy where you never have an opinion yourself. You just like throw random made up numbers at your opponent until they contradict themselves. Yeah, they just gish gallop and then yeah, that that's that. Uh after the Dobbs decision, we had an extensive uh conversation with T Smitty and Cam Higby, who has never once said an accurate fact in any conversation I've had with him or in any of his Cam videos. Higby like, or Smitty? Cam, uh, Cam Higby. Like everything he says is just factually incorrect. Yeah. Right, so like the pro-choice movement. The pro-choice movement. You're was no, founded no, in but... eugenics. Here he's confused because the founder of Planned Parenthood was a eugenicist, and he's sort of conflating that with the pro-choice movement as a whole. I'm saying that their tactics haven't changed. Of course they have. Why are seventy percent of their facilities still in black neighborhoods? He's talking about Planned Parenthood, and this is just totally wrong. About ten percent of Planned Parenthood's facilities are in majority black neighborhoods, about proportional to their population. So like, why wouldn't there be a proportional amount? In I mean, there are. I had to look it up, but there are. Planned Parenthood does a lot of medical services, but the majority of their revenue comes from abortions and the way that they I, I, think, I think the majority of their revenue comes well, from Okay, so not a majority. It's like 35 to like 65% of the revenue comes from abortions. That's, 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 that's a big thing. 35 to 65? Do you understand that? Yes. And he shouldn't have, because looking it up, 22% of Planned Parenthood's overall income comes from non-government-supported health procedures. And only a fraction of that is abortions. But no take of Cam Higby's was worse than this one. America was founded by slave owners. So is America bad by that law? founded by abolitionists. I think my main takeaway from conversations like this is if their starting premise sounds preposterous, you don't have to have that debate the way that they want to have it about something that doesn't exist. Like, he'll go in and say something like, I don't understand why... People can support Planned Parenthood, even though they accidentally kill 90% of the women who come in for pap smears. And, and, <laughs> like, and it hopes that you just have like the, well, you know, Planned Parenthood is doing their best argument instead of, what the fuck are you talking about? No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And T. Smitty, if anything, is worse because he does that stuff without trying to listen to your argument. Where Do we have from? a right to health care? Right to healthcare. I'm asking about what the kind right of right? To life. Right to life. The right to be alive. Right. Yeah. The right, right to, to be alive. Or not to be unjustly aggressed upon. Right. Okay. So I can't you just punch are in the face, even though I might I was want just saying to. to his whole about well, I mean, the nine months. No, because they do it. Shout out to friend of the show, Jolly Good Ginger, for yeah. trying to get oh me punched so in the face. Oh my god. So this is 
I spent 35 minutes trying to explain to him that there is a difference between being asleep and being brain dead. I'm asking you whether the definition of life has something to do with human consciousness, and you said yes. Let's say it's a child that's born, that has birth asphyxia and is born unconscious, because that does happen. So does child have rights? Does it have a conscious brain? Does it have... Uh, no, it's not conscious. The child never had consciousness. <clears throat> does it have rights? No, no, no. It's never been conscious, as in awake. It has consciousness. No, it, it doesn't. It does have rights. Again, unconscious as sleep is a different word. They are brain dead, so we consider them dead. It's not murder to pull the plug. Okay, not consciousness. A consciousness. If someone is sleeping, no, you no, can't no, kill them. Can someone Google the word unconscious? Is it unconscious or does it lack consciousness? Answer that question. Am I insane? Am I getting gaslit in terms of what the word unconscious means? No. What the word unconscious means? Let me meaning that you're using. I'm using this meaning. It has two meanings, but you're using this one, and I'm using this one. No, so I'm asking you. Hmm. Let's just use asleep and brain. Your example, they're asleep. My example, they're brain Why is that different? Someone being asleep and someone being brain dead. Here, what? Here, what? I brought up sleep. I'm asking you, this child that was born with birth asphyxia is asleep. No, it's asleep. We're saying asleep. We're saying a word that means asleep. I'm saying this guy straight up asked, do babies dream? And I was just like, I don't know. Do you know? And he was like, ha, 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 got you. <laughs> like, what? Dude, okay. Is that was, okay. You went around March for Life and they, uh, they talk about like the baby is asleep and it wakes up as, you know, their argument for being against abortion. And it went over my head where I just like, it went, yeah. got past me and you were like, Asleep and waking up? Let's talk about that. It doesn't and have a brain. They're like, it's not, like coming into consciousness is not awakening. You were not asleep. You just. There's no, there's no brain activity because the organ doesn't exist. You're not sitting there quietly dreaming about having a good life. Yeah, you weren't like a. Jesus. Yeah. And then like, and I, I don't know. I just thought they were just saying that as like awake. I'm sure. Yeah. And then like, you were like, no, wait, I'm. You do you, you actually think that the baby's asleep? Like the baby's just taking a nap inside the you know the woman's uterus, and then it's just like, hey, what are these prongs? Like, stop oh, trying no, to kill me. me. You know, you know, yeah. did you know that babies scream during an abortion, even if it's in the first uh, trimester? The first oh, thing dude, that baby like... uh, develops is the ability to feel pain and to blame their mothers. Oh my god! Terrible. That, yeah, sorry, that I, was, I got, wait, hold on. I got that fact from Cam Higby. Uh, I should do, double check that. All right. Yeah, no, you actually know why. What, you know what? Yeah, Just no, no, it's, it's probably true. So I want to contrast this because after we did our sex ed demonstrations, we ran into this guy who legitimately has just been in a bubble his entire life. And mm -hmm. I think it's worth, we, we bring in a lot of experts, but we don't really share the conversations we have with people who are the opposite of experts, where everything they know is patently false. And... Uh, so I want to spend a little time like going through this like full, complete conversation I had. And just notice how many times he loops back to something that's almost correct. Oh, the, are you a Jew guy? <laughs> yeah. The way he asked that question. I was like, no, no, wow, he, 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 bro. He backed up. Again, but again, like, <laughs> this, is, this is a kid who like, this is a kid who legitimately just grew up in a church that told him this stuff from the time he was born and doesn't know better. And because of that, look at what happens <laughs> as the conversation goes. 
Oh my God! The New Testament says sexual morality is wrong. So yeah, you know why those laws are in place? It's to, it's to separate yourself from the world. Okay, but hold on. here's a quick question: What if you're not Christian? Well, it doesn't matter if it's what matter. God you're says. Still bow down to your God said it. What if my God didn't say that? Well, that doesn't matter. It's that your God doesn't exist if you, if your God is, is okay with sexual morality. I I was pretty right. sure that we live in America where there's a separation between church and state. You're not going to well, force me to practice your. Could you show me the constitution where it says separation between church and state. Absolutely. Sure, go ahead. I'll wait Absolutely, for it. I have one right here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And the Constitution. Oh, so you are thinking like, oh, the amendments don't count? Well, that's not separation of church and state. That's just... Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Yeah. What, that what, means that Congress that cannot means, mandate no, a religion. Means the, that means the <laughs> church, or that means Congress cannot... Cannot officially proclaim to be a certain religion. No, Congress cannot institute a national religion. If That's you read the Federalist yeah, no, Papers, I agree. I agree. Like, like Jefferson said, we must erect a wall between church but and state. But that doesn't mean on Quincy Adams saying yeah. that the Constitution was written for religious and moral people. It's wholly right. inadequate to the government. And then, and I, I think John that John Quincy Adams doesn't speak for the entirety of the Constitutional Congress that so wrote it. So then why do you say that the Federalist Papers do? Yeah. Well, because in the conversations between Hamilton and the rest, they firmly established the idea of separation of church and state. But we can ignore Washington and, and Adams. Yeah, and John, and John Adams that. as well. No, yeah. they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. They absolutely did. <laughs> no, absolutely no, no, did. That to you, no, you said John Quincy Adams. So yeah. you, and then you, meant, then you said John Adams. Quincy Adams. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah, not the so. second president of the United States and not George Washington. Well, also John George Adams. Washington, George Washington was a, did have a George, very yeah, similar quote. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he didn't. Head. They, 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 yeah, the founding fathers. We, we definitely just if, you, if you can pull, said, if you can pull it up, no, society has no, has no place for an. Eight, oh, I can't. Let me let me look. Let okay. me Google it. I mean, Article. Can you can you read this part here? It's in uh, Article Six of the Constitution. Just uh, this paragraph here. What? Oh, like this right here? Yeah. The senators and representatives before mentioned. And the members of the several state legislators and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. But no religious test shall ever be required of a qualification to any office or public trust. Or What is that? It means that they wanted to divorce the idea of religion from the state. They said at the time that when you mix church and state, it uh, it but undermines that, both. But what does that have to... That, it, that, that, that just says that they don't have to be a certain religion to, in order to be that's right. a politician. What is that... That just it, the, throughout the federal government, there was this idea that when you but bring this, religion this into like, the federal government, it pollutes both. But this is this also. But you've heard my, that quote, right? That was, that was Thomas shifted, Jefferson. You, you also kind of shifted the we, conversation. I wasn't saying like like that. you were saying that the federal government should mandate that I follow your religion even no, if I don't. No, that's not that's not what I said. You said that the rules of your religion should apply to me even if I'm not a practicing Christian. No, I said that God He's, says what He says. Your God regard, says that. No, Yahweh, Jesus. Right, says, right, right. Says that uh -huh. you should not. What if you're Buddhist? That doesn't matter. Why? You, they don't. They not, don't acknowledge your God. Because, what are you talking about? Buddhists don't follow the Christian God, and aren't wait, bound by the rules. Hold on, also, wait, as an what, atheist. What your, wait, hold on. What is? Your, what are you? What are you saying? Because I'm not. I'm saying that. I'm saying that in America. I'm saying in America we can't write to, laws say, for Christians no, because it's not a Christian I'm nation. Not saying, I'm not saying enforce the laws on the nation. Mm -hmm. I was making you, your argument was that abstinence is a bad argument I'm, to prevent pregnancy. Oh no no no. My thing is no no no. Sorry sorry. That that wasn't my that wasn't my. So I want you to hear this. No I want you to hear this because I think you're I think you're starting. And and you can go back to it in a second. I just want to make sure we're starting from the same thing because we're talking two different things. That's what I was trying to be productive. I know right. All I'm saying. I said. No, no. Applied it to the law. I wasn't what, saying that. What we started with, and all I'm saying, is that in areas where they teach abstinence only, right? That's what you want. Abstinence only sex policy. Versus 
similar areas where they teach comprehensive sex education. Right. The areas that teach abstinence only have pregnancy rates, teen pregnancy rates, that are three times higher. Yeah. Three times. That's statistically still, significant. Still, you would agree that that's, that's statistically significant, right? I, again, I think it's completely irrelevant because if you're teaching what mor what's morally right, it doesn't matter what the consequences of that. The con uh, what, what, what is the saying? Um, the uh, something... So whatever happens after doesn't make what you did right, right, uh, in the beginning. So, for example, I mean, you, but shouldn't we be outcome minded? Like, shouldn't we care about like whether it works? No, I'm not outcome minded. I'm, I'm, I, it matters what you're doing is right. If you're teaching kids, if you're teaching children, or if you're teaching teenagers in high school, that yeah, right. sure, go ahead have sex, but make sure you do it safely. Well, I, 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 I don't think they're saying that go ahead and have sex. They're saying if you do have sex, do it safely. No, no. Well, no, they should be saying not to have sex. You shouldn't be having sex before marriage. I mean, I think that a lot of right? uh, school districts will advocate that you shouldn't have sex. But if you do, okay. here's and the safe way to do it. That's the right way to go about it. And right. it doesn't matter what the outcome of that is. It's just shouldn't right it matter? Well, I mean, shouldn't we do things that work versus things that don't work? Why no, would we do something that doesn't work? Things that for the, the, uh, you should be doing the right thing. It doesn't matter what... Just, e even just, if it doesn't work. Even if it doesn't have the outcome that you want. Well, it would e have the outcome. It doesn't. I'm want. telling because you, data the reason, says that the three why times abortions higher. are happening is because abortion is legal. That's why. It's not so, no, I'm not even talking about abortions. I'm talking about preventing teen pregnancy, which is what you want. No, I want to prevent people from going to hell. That's the number one issue. Well, it's okay. People, it doesn't if, matter. If, if you're an atheist, you won't we go can, to hell because you don't we, believe in we, it. We can stop. We can stop. We can stop. Uh, I mean, hell, hell is in matter. hell isn't in the Bible. I mean, where did hell come from? Where, are you a Jew? Are, yeah. Do you say that you're yeah, Jewish? We, yeah, we don't have a conception of hell. So, so don't you guys believe in Sheol? Abraham's bosom, and then you have Sheol, yeah. right? Yeah, we don't have a concept of hell. We don't have a conception of afterlife like the Christians. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, actually, uh, one thing I, I actually had to look up afterwards uh, because Jews don't have a conception of hell, and I was legitimately confused when he uh, brought up Shul. Uh, oh yeah, and, and so since then I've done some reading on it, and Shul's in the Old Testament a few times, and it doesn't like the context. It's just like I like you know I will like when I die I will be buried in Shul. Like it's literally just like the ground. And uh, there's four or five translations for uh, Shul that get used in various translations of the Bible. But King James just looked at all of them as like, hell. Even when it doesn't make sense. It's like, I love you so much, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> it's like, legitimately. <laughs> see you in hell, honey. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, because Jews don't think that far into the afterlife the goal is to be a, a good righteous person but because king james was so liberal with his use of hell like it just does not come up in the bible this is the closest <laughs> that comes up in the bible is the new testament they refer to tartarus and hades which is the greek mythology underworld tartarus is oh. where in greek mythology but they say tartarus they're talking about the greeks as an example of like these idiots believe that you're going to be tortured for eternity Meanwhile, modern Christians are like, yep, yep, okay. If it's something that dumb idiots think, let me write that down. Wait, does this, is, wait, was this before Dante's Inferno? When did... Dante's Inferno did they... uh, is sort of a weird combination of the two because you have Greek heroes in these, like, rings of hell. But he just made, like, it's a novel. He made this stuff up. But yeah, a but lot I'm of his like imagery... Was... Oh, yeah, no, the imagery that he created for his fictional book is a lot of what is now canon in the minds of a lot of Christians. It's also like help like standardize like Italian, yeah, like the language, and so yeah. It's, oh, really? oh, that's a like one. people reference like Dante's Inferno. Like sometimes when there's a religious conversation, they're referencing like layers of hell, and I was like, you know, that's a that's from a book. 
Like I don't reference Dune. Like, like, like I know. mean, it's from a good book, but not not the one you're thinking of. Yeah, like I don't like reference like sandworms. Book. Yeah, like yeah. It's like oh, you know, I mean, Rock you know, the sandworms. I mean, if you control mm-hmm. them, I mean, pretty much control like the empire, really. I mean, <laughs> the spice must flow, Walter. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that that house Harkonian, you know, it's just. Anyways, uh, to get back into this, we we eventually get to a point, and this happens whenever I talk to a reasonable but misinformed person, where I finally, I think one of the most important things that I do in these conversations with these dudes is I assume that they don't have bad intentions until they prove otherwise. And if you go into these conversations knowing that they do not mean to be the bad guy here, then there must be something where their worldview is different than yours in a palpable way. The trick is just finding it. And it's usually miscommunication because the GOP like conspiracy webs rely on purposely misunderstanding normal stuff. And so when you chase it down, usually it's just like, oh, asleep. Asleep, dude, is not the same thing as not having a functional brain. Yeah, like uh, before someone is alive, they're just asleep. Yeah, and, you're like, and, and like, but, but once you once you tackle that, it's easier to sort of unpack the rest of it. And with this dude, we're talking about sex education. He literally thinks teachers are commanding kids to have sex, like in front of them, like it's grooming. Yeah. It's just like, like, like <laughs> you will have sex with me. Come yeah, like some sex ed. Yeah, you go have sex. Take some uh, d- hormones blockers. Everyone, cut their tits off. But he legitimately thinks that. And once I realized that that's what he thought. <laughs> I was able to just sort of go in and be like, oh, no, they actually do teach abstinence and watch what happens. Made illegal. So so what would you like to, so you're talking about making things illegal, right? This is where I got confused, right? You're saying that we can legislate morality and that we do legislate morality and we should make things illegal, right? We should make abortion illegal. Yeah, that's not. You also said premarital sex. Should. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, that, I'm saying so there, that should be legal, but people no, shouldn't do my, it. My my premise before was yeah. that was that God says sex before marriage is immoral. Yeah, which is great for I him. Think, which, so I don't think schools should be saying it's okay for you to have sex as long as you do it safely. Well, that but, was but, my only premise. But what if they say it in the context of don't have sex, and if you do, because I can't I can't get in your head. Yeah, I want you to do it if, in if, if you, you have, do if you have right. sex, uh, then do it safely. Then do it safely. Right, but. No, I that, like that first premise where you right. said don't have sex, right. but schools aren't doing that. I they? think a lot of schools are. Okay. That's that's well, how well, my that's sex my sex ed was comprehensive, and that's how that's they started. That's a good thing. That's a good right. thing. Well, if you're well, teaching the, the, abstinence the, and right, okay, yeah, sure. No, no, ab- abstinence is always part of comprehensive but I don't sex think it's, education. I don't think it's either or. I think it's both and. Right, right, no, you teach both, hundred percent. No, no, th- but that's the thing. My when, bad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Okay, that's so why that's why I had to make sure we were on the same page at the beginning. Okay, with abstinence and right, like the safe the safe sex right. stuff. Right, 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 right. The whole thing is that. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like comprehensive sex education has both, okay, and that's why it works. Okay, you're just abstinence only. Yeah, right. That's the problem. I think you yeah. should do both because if it's only one thing, you're not getting the full I was picture. Just right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, and I thought we were. That's why I wanted to clarify because I'm like, I think we're arguing two different things here. Yeah. Okay. I think we both kind of build up some strawmans there. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's totally okay. But yeah. We're on the same page. No, okay, yeah, yeah. So, right. so abstinence and as far as school education right. and stuff like that's fine by me. Right, right. exactly. Because I, I, I had an issue with encouraging young no, kids. No, 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 no. I think that's the way that the guys over there pitch comprehensive sex, but yeah. that's not the way it is in okay. the classroom. All right, man, my bad, bro. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. yeah, and so sometimes it's just worth knowing that someone's not evil, they're just uninformed. Yeah, I think a lot of times when it's you're having a conversation, you and I play with it in the context of like making jokes and stuff is you know when we describe socialism without calling it socialism we just describe it Mm -hmm. and describe elements of it 
and we don't use loaded language that they've been indoctrinated to hate, to like yeah. react against. And then suddenly it's just the conversation flows and we're like, so much oh. better. And, and, and yeah. it's literally like, it's just vocabulary. And like, if you think that it's insane that these people don't allow for exceptions to save the life of the mother, I think what's really telling is when you talk to these dudes about ectopic pregnancies. And what about this whole ectopic pregnancy thing? It's a, it's a red herring that has nothing to do with the issue. What about like this whole ectopic pregnancy thing? Um. Ectopic pregnancies. Um. What about this, you know, ectopic pregnancy thing? Uh, I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable to answer that. Um, what do you think about this whole ectopic pregnancy thing? I'm not sure what that is. Well, about yeah. what? Ectopic pregnancy. I'm not sure what that is. I mean, God will take care of whatever is necessary to be taken care of if a baby is it should be born, it'll be born. What about ectopic pregnancies? What about them? I mean, you know, I, I mean, should there should there be like a, people want a loophole for these ectopic pregnancies. I mean, you know, if if the baby was born and survived the bear, you know, birth, uh, they should certainly be able to be protected. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, Life begins at conception. That's when God, you know. So none of this. So ectopic pregnancies. It's like a loophole almost. Yeah. It's like a loophole. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing this. We don't. We're we're not going to fall for that. No. Yeah. The setup here. I. This was not meant to be a gotcha question. I didn't walk in here and be like, oh, I'm going to get him. I just was having like a convo about ectopic pregnancies, right? And then suddenly, after I spoke to multiple men, I was like. Oh, wait a second. None of them know what this is. Oh, my God. I've been giving them way too much credit. I thought their opinions were well thought out and varied yeah. and nuanced. I was like, nope. But honestly, were... <laughs> I, I bet if they totally understood what it was, they'd be like, well, of course we need an exception for that. It's not even viable. Because that's what a reasonable person would think. But if you've been told all forms of abortion are murder and you don't go into the nuance, then they're going to be a little bit more aggro. But well, no, the funny thing is the women, all the women there. Ectopic pregnancies are not abortions. No. Ectopic pregnancy, correct me if I'm wrong, it's when the baby is fertilized in the fallopian tube, right? Yeah, it's like it's in, there in the wrong area. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be, um, that is a potential death of the mother and the baby. So by taking the baby out and trying its very best to save the baby's life, you're saving the mothers as well. And if the mom would have had to keep the baby inside of her, it would have killed both of them. To save the life of the mother, that gets tricky because you have to think about Dobie Bolton, which was passed the same day as Roe v. Wade, which allowed women to have uh, an abortion for any health reason. The problem is that health was never defined. So this could mean sex-selective abortions, picking and choosing which gender you want, right? Or maybe it's because they're simply too young to have an abortion. What is ectopic pregnancy? What do you think? Ectopic pregnancy is when uh, a zygote implants in an area that is not the uterine lining in the uterus. So it might implant in a fallopian tube. It also might implant in a liver. That's happened before. And what do you think about it? Unfortunately, the science isn't at the point where we can usually save both the mother and the child. 
in those circumstances because the zygote will you know eventually grow to be an embryo and the embryo would grow to be a fetus um, but as they grow usually if they're stuck in the fallopian tube the fallopian tube would rupture which would kill the pregnant person um, usually through sex. You're, do, you're doing fin you're doing great right now you're doing so well I really I, you're killing it right we don't agree on a lot of things but I have been talking to a lot of men and women about ectopic pregnancies pretty much every woman I speak to knows exactly what an ectopic pregnancy is Every other man I speak to has no idea what an ectopic pregnancy I mean, is. A lot of men don't will, even know how menstruation works. But they so. also don't. They, they also think it's a hoax. Uh, you explain, Menstruation? No. Oh, ectopic pregnancy. I'm sorry. Well, they yeah. probably think that too. But um, <laughs> I, I really, I'm kicking myself because I wanted to follow up and be like, every legislature thinks this is abortion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you are all of you. No one has, is listening to you. Uh, yeah, know, it wasn't until the woman at the end was that was just like uh, like no one no these men don't know what the what they're talking about like ugh. and to be fair I mean that was us four weeks ago before Taylor Swift let us know what was happening but it does really paint a picture of what the pro life conversations are really like and how deep they go but I know that this is the March for Life it's very insular and I think a lot of people are thinking like okay well they bust these people in to D.C. from all these red states I mean you're comfortably sipping your $19 latte in your liberal enclave thinking this could never be a problem for me. <laughs> well, I've got news for you next week. We're going to go into all the anti-abortion stuff that's happening in New York city and not like, you know, the outskirts of New York city, like downtown New York city every month, every weekend every month. during brunch. While oh. people, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> tune so, so in. yeah, tune uh, in next week. Boy, we're also going to uh, talk to uh, one of the people on the front lines defending women's right to choose against this yes. mob. Doing clinic defense. These people are yeah. doing the Lord's work and we need to talk to them. So, Max, I hate to terminate this episode prematurely. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. But uh, that's, uh, that's all the time we have. Well, if I could, Walter. Yes. I. In the interest of supporting people out there fighting for reproductive rights, yeah. I have one last argument for abortion that I can make that I think is extremely compelling. Well, let's hear it. Thank you for calling the Central Texas Office of U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. We are currently unavailable at this time. Please leave a brief message with your name, phone number, email address, and zip code. Ted Cruz is a very compelling argument in favor of abortion. But thank you, Max. Way to reach across the aisle. Thank you. It's just like one abortion could have made a lot of people so much happy. Hmm. Yeah. Also, one abortion and closing the border. Had Ted Cruz's family, you know, not been allowed to immigrate and... From Canada. Yeah, and they got an abortion. I mean, think about the world. Wow. Wow. And you know, on so a, walls, walls do work. If we fully close the border and put an iron, unbreakable wall at our southern border, where would Ted Cruz go when Texas had a crisis? Mm. Booyah, got him! Oh, pew, yeah. pew, pew, pew. And on that note, that was another episode of We Are Not Journalists. Once again, I'm Maximilian Clark. I'm Walter Masterson. We will see you next week.